Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a rental tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. <sighs> I'm ready, Sydney. You're you're ready? Yeah. Well I that's mean, I mean that's good. We've like started the show, we've started recording. No, you did the intro thing. As we discussed. I'm ready. I'm ready to touch a nation. Well, careful there. And well not like Did t- you ask permission first? No, I'm ready to touch the nation and inspire several generations of people with Just my several. honesty and heroism. <laughs> Not any to come, only the current ones. The current ones. I'm I I'm realistic about my scope. Okay, why? Uh, do you feel like it's time to inspire people? It's, like we need that right mm-hmm. now. This has been a hard year, and I feel like now more than ever, people need it. I'm going to use a word that's going to sound too strong, but it's the only one that's appropriate. Heroes. You people need, need heroes. People need a hero. People they need, need hero. they need the 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 leader that they they need, mm-hmm. not the leader that they want. Leader Sydney, I don't know if I deserve that mantle. Oh, wow. I just I'm going to just say it. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm living with hemorrhoids. Justin, that was very brave of you. Thank you, Sydney. That was, do you have meetings where you have to stand up and say that? No. We, no. Well, we can't. Well, we actually stand up for the whole thing. So you don't actually have to stand <laughs> up because everybody's already standing. Thank you for sharing that. I know that was hard. Well, it's okay. I wanted to inspire generation. Good. Well, that's that's what that's what we need right now. That's the kind of honesty that people are looking for. That's the kind of inspiration. Heroic honesty. Right. Uh, to stand up and say, I have... I have butt balls. <laughs> I don't actually know what they are. What hemorrhoids are? Yeah, uh, I, it's the thing. I know I got them mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you, I mean, you seem really convinced. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got. But I don't em. know what they mm-hmm. are. Well, you want to know? I guess. Okay, I'll I mean, tell we've you. Come this far. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you to everybody who suggested. Thank you, people who wrote thank in and you, said, "Dirty freaks." Please tell me about hemorrhoids, Grace nasty. and Matthew and Hannah and Rachel and Michael You're and Susan nasty. and Sarah. We got your number. We know what's up. You nasty dogs. This was a, this was a, a topic I cannot believe we haven't covered yet. It was widely requested, um, not just by these fine folks, but also on Twitter and Facebook. Lots of nasty a lot people. of yeah, a lot of people want to know about hemorrhoids. The word hemorrhoids comes from the Greek for blood and flowing. Gross. So, hemo, uh, hemo being the Latin prefix for blood. There you go. Good job. 
I know that from um, hemallergy is, of course, one of the arts, the metal arts in the uh-huh. Mistborn series that is used to transfer powers uh, from one Mistborn to another. Or it can be, it's different from Farrakhamir, Allomancy, different metal related magic. Right. You may also know it from like hemoglobin mm-hmm. or hemost- hemostat mm-hmm. or but hemophilia. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Sure, I know those. Hemorrhage. Hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could go on, but we could go on with I'm other sure words with this compelling route. audio. <laughs> That'll be another show where we just list all just the words for half hour. Yeah. Uh, they're also known as piles. Uh, yeah, I've heard that name, and it's mm, the worst. <laughs> it, it's a pretty bad name. I, and also, let me say this. I know that they are called that. I have never heard anyone in my real actual life call them that. Do you mean in your real actual doctor professional life or just like your overall? Or, or well, not in my professional life and not, I mean, other, outside of like books I've Is read it, it a in. regional thing? I think it must be a regional thing. And I think it's also... I don't want to say it's outdated because I know some people still say it, but I think it's on its way out. I think mm-hmm. it is an older term that is less you less frequently used today. Mm-hmm. But it must be a regional thing because I I have never heard anybody in my day to day talk about piles. Yeah. Um, that is when I reference butt balls. That's because it comes from the Latin pila for balls. What is it? So a hemorrhoid. Hemorrhoids are little. They're vascular structures, so they're like dilated blood vessels inside the anal canal. And they're supposed to help maintain stool continence so that poop just doesn't come out. Like it it passes through at a measured pace. Except for sometimes they can become really swollen and really inflamed. And that's usually because of increased pressure in those blood vessels. Just like you can get increased pressure in your legs and you can get like varicose veins and dilated veins in your legs. You can get dilated veins in your Anal canal, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can happen when you're pregnant. For instance, a lot of pregnant women develop Not hemorrhoids. Uh, it can happen in liver disease. It could happen if you just have a lot of constipation and you strain a lot. Mm, no, no problem. So, and then sometimes they're just there. You just got them. Because I'm overweight. I know that's an issue, right? That, that is one risk factor. Yeah. So, I did not in I did not maybe count on how singularly unpleasant (laughs) I would find this to talk about. I'm empowering you. I'm giving you information about Mm. your own body. I'm taking the locus of control from external to internal. All right, hit me. So speaking of external versus internal, those are the two (laughs) kinds of hemorrhoids. (laughs) I didn't mean to set that up. Yeah. Uh, Now, how do you know if you've got internal or external hemorrhoids? Well, if you have internal hemorrhoids, you don't feel them. Well, I ain't got those. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is very pleasant for me as well. Uh, internal hemorrhoids, you would know you have them because you may go to the bathroom. Maybe it's a time where you, have to, you do strain a little. You're a little constipated. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when you wipe, you see some blood on the toilet paper. Uh-huh. And or, you didn't. You weren't hurting or anything, but there's some blood. Or in the... Or in the... Yeah. Or in the stool. That's possible that that's, that that's an internal hemorrhoid. Um, or if you have a colonoscopy, sometimes the doctor will just tell you, hey, by the way, you, you have internal hemorrhoids. Now, the ones that you feel, the ones that bother people more probably are the external hemorrhoids. Those are the ones, and it's just because of where they're located, you can't 
feel pain in the same way with the mm-hmm. internal ones in that location that you can with the external ones. Those are the ones that cause like itching and they can, they can bleed too, but more commonly you're worried about the itching and the pain. And if they get really big that, I mean, you can feel them as they prolapse or kind of stick out mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the rectum. Like you can actually, you know, I, on exam, I can feel them and touch them. And some people, they get big enough or bothersome enough that when they sit, they can feel them. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., they affect about 58% of people over the age of 40. They're extremely common. Hemorrhoids wow. are extremely common. Do not be embarrassed or uncomfortable if you have hemorrhoids because many, many people have hemorrhoids. I guess that makes you feel a little bit better. It's okay. There, and there's no, there should be no stigma attached to them because I take care of people from all walks of life, all ages and, and genders, and they have hemorrhoids. So it just even, happens. Even cool people, maybe. Lots of cool people. The coolest people, in fact. How long have we known about them? We, uh, we have known about hemorrhoids. This dates all the way back to the Code of Hammurabi, where you see hemorrhoids described, which makes me want to go read that code, because I thought it had something to do with law and order. Yeah, apparently my boy's just, like, blowing it up on every front. It's it, like it's <laughs> like a, a, a Poor Richard's Almanac <laughs> of, of info. <laughs> Is that what it? Because I thought it w- it had something about like cutting somebody's hand off in it. It's got that, but it's also like it also while, has the symptoms of hemorrhoids. You, while I have your attention, <laughs> let me tell you what's going on in my butt. Here's what's up with my butt. Uh, the ancient Egyptians recorded a treatment for hemorrhoids all the way back in 1700 BCE on a papyrus, and um, here is here's a quote from this. Thou shouldest give a recipe, an ointment of great protection, acacia leaves, ground. Titurated and cooked together, smear a strip of fine linen therewith and place in the anus. And he recovers immediately. Immediately, eh? Immediately. Huh. Or at least he says, please stop putting those things please. in my anus. I think I'm feeling better, Doc. Uh, you know what? On second thought, I don't have a problem. Goodbye. <laughs> that was good. I mean, that doesn't sound unpleasant, I guess. Maybe it does work. Maybe that's where we get uh, uh, tucks from. <laughs> what? Actually, some of probably with some of these. I've actually seen what there's one. Well, okay, I don't want to get ahead of you. Uh, we'll, this we'll is kind of we'll get investigated there. a few of the cures. <laughs> you may know indi- some things. I've done some independent study. <laughs> um, I just like that it's fine linen. Well, yeah, you Take don't want to use fine linen. You use that high cotton, that high thread count down there. Are you a are you a picky toilet paper person, Justin? Uh, yeah, I well, I just <laughs> went to Consumer Reports and I asked them what the best toilet paper is, and I only buy that. Right? No, I feel I, like if you're going to splurge somewhere, like don't cut corners there. <laughs> you are. Uh, I know that about you. I just wanted you to have to share that. I was always a what is the cheapest person. Yeah, that's, um, that's like uh, it's. By the way, it's quilted northern. Uh, ultra plush. That's th- the cheapest, or that's the best. No, I would never know what the cheapest is. Yeah. I only treat my derriere to the finest. Here's the <laughs> way you remember it, folks. Here's a little mnemonic I use when you're looking for your colder northern ultra pl- ultra plush. We are not. We are not sponsored by them. We're not by the sponsored way. by this them. But go ahead and look own. for the purple wrapper to remind you to treat your butt like a king. And you get that royal purple, and that's what you're going to want to take home with you. It's you a little go. extra, but trust me, you're worth it. We won't give you medical advice, but we will give you advice on the brand of toilet paper to purchase. Listen, take it from me. Quilted Northern Ultra Plush. Hippocrates also had some advice for hemorrhoids. Um, he suggested that you take uh, a needle 
uh, to hold them in place and then tie them off with a thick woolen mm-hmm. thread. Mm-hmm. 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 Good treatment so far, Hippo. He, he made a point that you should always leave one behind. Leave Which one I, hemorrhoid behind? I, I suppose that's what he means. That's good because if you, you cure them so well, you forget you ever had them and then you get hubris. <laughs> you you want to always remember where you came from. With that one. That one. Uh, and when when you recover, then you put them on a course of hellbore, which was something that would make you puke a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like punishment now. I don't know. I don't know. You got rid of your hemorrhoids, which actually the uh, the idea of tying them off and letting them fall off, which oh. is basically what he's doing. He's holding them in place with a needle and then just tying them really tightly at the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a crazy idea. Really? No, we'll get there. But that's not that's not like Hippocrates kind of had a good idea. Um, not. I mean, he had a few like we'll give him some credit. He had more than one. Yeah. Uh, there was a Roman physician that we've talked about a lot named Celsus, and uh, he actually described even in more detail some of these like ligation and excision ways of kind of tying things off and then cutting them off even, um, and then some of the possible complications of them, which as we move forward, you'll see is kind of, I mean, like we still do those procedures today. I mean, obviously we, we don't use like thick woolen thread and hellbore, but same kind of concept. Mm. Um, Galen also wrote about hemorrhoids. He talked a lot about trying to cut the connection between arteries and veins. And I don't know if this was some way to try to reduce them in size by making you, I mean, you'd bleed a lot. (laughs) Um, but he thought this would, uh, avoid, um, pain and also spreading of gangrene, which back then any surgery was going to increase your chances of that kind of thing. I wouldn't have recommended that. Um, in addition, he specifically treated Marcus Aurelius for hemorrhoids. Oh, what an honor. Yeah, I know. That's a royal butt. And, uh, and he's... Only, only ancient quilted northern ultra blush <laughs> for that derriere. I'm sure that's what he used. Uh, he used some honey in that effort. He also used um, uh, an ointment that was made probably, again, with some honey and then, and then various herbal remedies, along with laxatives was a mainstay of treatment and leeches applied to the hemorrhoids a leech directly i would rather not no thank you on your b-hole no i'm good (laughs) actually you gotta watch those suckers though if you're gonna do that Keep an eye on them. Which ones? Watch what exactly? Watch Everything the, forever? Watch yes. the leeches. No, watch them. Keep watch an eye them. on them. Don't oh, let them right. go squirming around up there. You don't want them to get hey, lost. get out of there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Control yourself. Alvin! <laughs> That's what the original Alvin the Chipmunks was about. I, they were leeches I don't, and Dave mm-hmm. was trying let's to just, keep, no, That's true. I don't know where you're going. I think you're tired. We'll just move on past. No, I'm no, telling you that not, that's uh-uh. what's happened. No. The original album of the Chipmunks was about Al, uh, Dave trying to keep three leeches that he had applied to his butthole. The ancient text from the ancient texts. I don't know where you're going with this. I'm just telling you that this is the original album <laughs> of the Chipmunks story. It was about three leeches. I love that Alvin and the Chipmunks movie where they race around the world in the hot air balloons against the Chipettes. And you are ruining it for I'm me so right sorry. now. I'm so sorry. You're right. Watch out. Because here we come. We can't stop sucking. No, don't. I'm going to go listen to Where the Girls of Rock and Roll after this okay. to, to cleanse my palate. Plenty, our, old pal, Pl- our old pal Plenty the Elder. What's he got? Our, our fan fan favorite, Plenty the Elder. Yeah, why <laughs> He not? gets lots of fan mail. 
probably. He's a fan favorite. Uh, he had lots of lots of recommendations. Use an onion as a suppository. No, thank you, Plenty. You're, you're excused. <laughs> uh, Thanks. We'll get you next episode, my man. Onions were thought to uh, reduce swelling and inflammation. Uh, eat garlic with wine, but then vomit it back up afterwards. You dunce. I, don't do that part. <laughs> yeah. The uh, other stuff is, I'm sure, great. but <laughs> Drink some wine, but don't do that part. Use a fresh root of rosemary and rub it on your butt specifically on your anus. Um, and then he also recommended a cream that was made out of pig's lard and the rust from chariot wheels. I mean, he did have a flair for the dramatic. You this, have to give him that. This is Pliny's classic. An ointment made of what? He's the only he's the only person we regularly refer to who who gives his cures in a fashion that sounds like World of Warcraft quests <laughs> that you have to obtain. <laughs> Go kill 10 rats and bring me back their tails and I'll cure your acne. (laughs) Um, In the Middle Ages, when uh, we always know things got really gross, um, especially in Europe, a popular treatment for hemorrhoids had to do with with cauterization. So the idea that you could could treat, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of wounds were treated with cauterization. So uh, taking something really like a piece of metal that's really hot and putting it on it. There you go. Azure Tuesday. Pretty bad, huh? Um, they also recommended that you could, uh, again, onions were still popular, especially in oil. It's like I'm assuming that maybe onions back then, as if we were using them as suppositories, maybe this was pre-GMO. I'm assuming where maybe <laughs> we had some smaller onions. Because when you maybe say like, onions as suppositories, it sounds like the plot of a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. It makes no sense. <laughs> That you know neither of those things are shaped the way that that would lend itself to the scenario you've described. Maybe like scallions? Perhaps scallions, sweetheart. (laughs) Perhaps scallions. Or, yeah, then maybe they confused us with with onions, but they were scallions. Those are green onions. They're onions. They are a type of onion. Even scallions would be, if you'll pardon the expression, a stretch. (laughs) Onions onions have some properties that make them somewhat anti-inflammatory. That does not mean I'm advocating putting them on your butt. I'm just saying that is where that came from. Um, less pleasant, I think, though, than onions and oil was cutting them with a sharp knife or, like I said, this cauterization process. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, this was also when the Middle Ages is also uh, when you recognize that your hemorrhoids um, may be the result of not paying enough Paying enough respects to Saint Fiacre, hmm. who was a seventh century Irish monk and the patron saint of hemorrhoids. Hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a noble distinction. Yeah. If you didn't pray to him, maybe you would get hemorrhoids. And then as a result of that, you had to go to the monks and ask them to treat you in the way they would treat you. And there are some amazing illustrations of this out there. <laughs> Please, like tapestries, you would not believe, of monks with guys bent over and like lifting up their like their robes with their butts exposed and then taking hot pokers and just directly inserting them no, thanks. into their anuses no, to good. cauterize the hemorrhoids. Um, and that is that is how, that was the accepted treatment. Just take a red hot poker and... Right up there. Um, or or if you didn't want to do that. And um, I don't. You could also go, this this patron saint of hemorrhoids had a special uh, rock, a special place that you could go to um, and sit on his rock and pray. That 
sitting on a rock. Okay, so their advice was sitting on a rock. Which was probably the antithesis of what you should do. Like, that's bad advice. Sitting for a long time actually makes them worth. Uh, that, that is also why, for a while, they used to be known as St. Fiocre's Figs, <laughs> which is a great name for hemorrhoids. <laughs> on a side note, he's also the patron saint of people who have sexually, sexually transmitted infections, fistulas, taxi cab drivers, box makers, florists, hosiers, pewterers, tile makers, and people suffering from infertility. That's like a wide... Quite the rose gallery you've got there. Like a renaissance man there. Yeah, he, he's good for pretty much what, a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Taxi cab drivers or hemorrhoids or a florist. Anybody else, uh, any other famous hemorrhoid sufferers you'd like to shame on our show? We're going to get to that, Justin. But first, why don't you follow me to the billing department? Let's go. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. 
Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. So who else had hemorrhoids, Sid? Well, Justin, Napoleon had hemorrhoids. I would have guessed that. That was my next guess. Why would you guess Napoleon had hemorrhoids? Just he seemed angry. <laughs> Other than odds are most people had hemorrhoids. Yeah, statistically speaking. Statistically, most people had hemorrhoids. Uh, so Napoleon, not only did he famously suffer from hemorrhoids, uh, on the day of the decisive battle of Waterloo, Napoleon was in a lot of pain. Waterloo! <laughs> So, as mentioned in the famous song, so you remember how you remember how one verse of the Abba song Waterloo is about hemorrhoids. Well, now you know why. There you go. <laughs> so he actually had had some thromboster, like like kind of clotted off hemorrhoids. That those can get exquisitely painful. So hemorrhoids are uncomfortable all the time, but if they actually become exquisitely painful, yes. Who are <laughs> who says exquisitely painful? Are you a Stephen King villain? No, we say that all the time. Your pain is exquisite. Are you like? Are you HR Giger? No, that's like a that's yeah, a thing. That's a, a delicious. That's a pain. common turn of phrase. Oh, your discomfort is exquisite. No, we say that all the time. It's exquisitely painful. <laughs> exquisite pain. I will not take this. I know. I know how to talk about pain better than you. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, his butt hurt real bad, Justin. How well, how would you describe the pain? Would you say exquisite? <laughs> like Gary Oldman from Dracula? Exquisite pain. I would say you're a jerky jerk butt face is fair, what I would say. Fair enough. Go on. So Napoleon was in a lot of pain because of his thrombosed hemorrhoids. So much, in fact, that he couldn't actually sit on his horse and survey the battlefield, which have made maybe a big difference in the outcome of said battle. I don't Who know. Knows? Maybe a lot of a lot of people like to talk about it. That that perhaps it did. Perhaps hemorrhoids changed the course of human history. I'm sure they have at some point or other. One would expect, yeah. Uh, during the 19th century, hemorrhoids were often treated by a process called anal stretching. Now, you probably don't need to have too too wild of an imagination to figure nah, out what yeah, that guy use my context clues now i had this question it took me a while to figure this out if you're going to do anal stretching how are you going to do it very carefully what <laughs> that was too easy uh, what i mean what are you going to use uh, i mean these I, were like surgeons were doing this this was a surgical procedure mm-hmm. well so you can use a dilator like things used made specifically to fit inside the anus and stretch it wider and wider. You can use like a pneumatic kind of balloon device that you like put in there and inflate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or four to six fingers. Oh, digital approach. Digital approach where you gently massage and stretch until everything is stretched out. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Four to what? I think four to six is an interesting number of fingers to recommend mm-hmm. because on one hand, a human has five, generally speaking. Uh, you're saying that uh, that the <laughs> ultimate in hemorrhoid treatment would come from Count Rugen. <laughs> it's really the only. <laughs> That's the only way to get proper anal Hello. stretching. My name is Enigma. <laughs> I have severe discomfort down there. 
and I want to die. <laughs> you are the only man who can help me. Uh, this was also known as the Lord's Operation or Lord's Anal Stretch. Yeah. Now, this is actually The Lord's named- Anal Stretch is also the worst workout tape uh, ever <laughs> available. Track it down on VHS. This was actually named for, for a Dr. Peter Lord, not the Lord. Well, you couldn't have told me that 30 <laughs> seconds ago for my hilarious joke. Sheesh. Well, I, I figured people... Uh, anyway, it the thing about it is that it can cause incontinence of stool afterwards or flatus. Go on. That's a doctor Sorry, word. Flatus? Doctor word for farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best joke all podcast. <laughs> So, so it may have just made like farts come out all the time. <laughs> um, stop saying it. So it it actually could be somewhat effective, and it was even more so effective for fistulas. But it has kind of fallen out of favor. This is not. This was. There may still be places doing this. Actually, I mean, this was used definitely in the eighties. It's just it's being replaced by better procedures now. But anal stretching is not like completely out of. It's not a crazy thing to do. Let me say that. It is. There might be better ways to do it, but it actually would be effective. So there you go. Uh, In the U.S., we started uh, in 1871 first trying out uh, carbolic acid. So this was the beginning of what we would think of as like a a kind of sclerotherapy, like inject something corrosive into the hemorrhoid to try to like kill it, so to speak. Make it die. Got it. And then it would shrivel up and go away. Okay. Um, And that... Not necessarily with carbolic acid, but that is something that, that is still in use today, the idea of sclerotherapy. Um, in 1882, there was a Dr. Whitehead who came up with a different surgery to remove hemorrhoids. Because in, in the extreme cases, the thought was, we'll just take them out of there. Um, I only mention this because the surgery he came up with was very radical, and it, it removed so much tissue that it actually had a lot of complications afterwards, including rectal eversion, meaning like it, everything inside kind of poked out Mm. and from that you would get lots of bleeding and secretion okay and that condition came to be known as whitehead's anus what a proud moment can you imagine if that if you're a doctor and you finally get something named after you that's a thing and that's what it is that's just is a bloody secreting everted anus that's just inspiration to work all the harder you know, to try to come up with something else to have named after you. You're going to really hit it twice as hard after that. Either that or just take up something else. Like, I'm going to go into, I don't know, shit making or something after Anything. this. Um, in 1888, Frederick Salmon, the founder of St. Mark's Hospital, he came up with some better procedures for um, to combine, like, excising and ligating, like, cutting them out or, or tying them off and that kind of thing. And from there, surgeries to remove them or to, to tie them off or, or basically to, to rid yourself of hemorrhoids, not just manage them, but rid yourself of them, got much better um, after that point. We've been perfecting those ever since. Some some kind of random things that you might find out there, or at least that I ran into, is a technique that is still recommended by some people, not necessarily doctors, but some people, for uh, hemorrhoids is a shwini mudru, which is a kind of like yoga, a kind mm-hmm. of anal yoga where you basically just like squeeze your mm-hmm. butt muscles got it like squeeze your anal muscles to kind of exercise that area perfect they're, they're like kegels are you familiar with kegels sure yeah do you know what they are mm-hmm. so do you want to describe them then 
since yeah. you're the expert there, buddy. It's, I was going to give you a pass, but you say you know. Go for it. Yeah, it's when you squeeze your vagina muscles like as though you were trying to stop yourself from peeing. And you do that over and over again until it's strong, like bull. How do you know what kegels are? Because I'm a man of the world. This is just a character <laughs> I play on the podcast, Sydney. I'm actually very well educated. Okay. Well, that was a pretty good description. Well, these are kind of like kegels, except for I don't know why you do them at all. In a million years, I couldn't guess why, but I do know what they are. Why you do kegels? Not in a million years. To to strengthen your pelvic floor if you're having urinary incontinence, especially uh, a lot of uh, women after childbirth could have like a weakened pelvic, the muscles in the bottom of their pelvis. Like a weakened pelvic what? Floor. Weakened. Weakened. Got it. Okay. Not not on the weekends. (laughs) As okay. opposed to weekly that pelvic very floor. confusing for no. me. Go on. Weekend. Uh, and there, there's there's like, I found an interactive diagram online, by the way, if you're curious, how, how, would you, how would you exercise your butt muscles? Well, imagine that you're trying to hold a fart in. Got it. <laughs> that's, that's what you do. I always am. Do that. Hold it for like, you know, five, ten seconds and then let go and do that occasionally i don't know several times a day anyway there's an interactive diagram online which just shows a butt squeezing over and over i can't imagine why it would be interactive but fine uh what input do you need from me here (laughs) some famous some other famous do it squeeze that butt you don't need my permission this doesn't need to be interactive it's a one-way exchange i don't think i don't think there's anything wrong with a little healthy exercise so if you even if you don't have hemorrhoids maybe you want to exercise your butt muscles go for it um, some there's some famous hemorrhoid sufferers we didn't mention. George Brett was a baseball player who had to leave a 1980 World Series game because his hemorrhoids hurt so bad. Oof. He famously, after he got surgery and got everything fixed and went back to playing, said, I'm leaving those problems behind me. It's <laughs> pretty good. Waka waka. Glenn Beck also had hemorrhoids. Good. Did you know that? Um, yes, I did. I guess he made like a YouTube video about it. I don't know about that, but I, I used to listen to him back when he was fun. You used to listen to Glenn Beck? You don't understand. There was a period back in the day. I'm talking like 15 years ago when it was, when he was fun. I can't with you. He got, it got whack. I just can't. I'm saying it. he used to be I, fun. Someone please back me up here. Glenn Beck used to be fun. It used there, to be basically apolitical. Okay. There is a... a Supposedly, there is somewhere, allegedly, there is a YouTube video of Glenn Beck talking about his hemorrhoid surgery, if you like that kind of thing, I suppose. I will never watch it Everybody's because, you know, fetish. inclusion of Glenn so Beck. So what do I actually do? What do you actually do for hemorrhoids? Uh, so if you do have hemorrhoids and they're bothering you, of course, as I always say, you might want to talk to a doctor about it, especially if you've got a family doctor. Um, important for you is to stay regular. Okay, I'll do that. You want to have regular soft bowel movements, and I don't mean like runny diarrhea, but you also don't want to be straining or constipated. Regular soft bowel movements, so that means plenty of fiber, lots of water, uh, exercise, all the things that help keep you regular. Um, don't sit or stand for long periods of time. Those those irritate hemorrhoids. So if you already know you have hemorrhoids and you spend all day sitting in a chair or all day standing on your feet, Unfortunately, the, those are both conditions that can make them worse. Um, sits baths or just baths where you sit in warm water 
can actually mm-hmm. be very soothing, especially to inflamed hemorrhoids. So doing that once, even twice a day can be really helpful. Obviously, there are all kinds of over-the-counter creams. A lot of them are like steroid-based creams, and those can be helpful as well. There are prescription medicines. So if, you're, if, if these methods are not working for you, or if you're having, certainly if you're having bleeding and that kind of thing, go talk to a doctor. There are things we can prescribe that can help as well. And worst case scenario, there are still ways to band them, like rubber band them, tie them off. No, thank you. Uh, there's still ways to do sclerotherapy where we kind of shoot stuff in them and let them die. There are laser therapies. There are surgeries where they remove hemorrhoids. Um, so there are ways to treat hemorrhoids. Um, if you need help, go talk to a doctor. Uh, on a side note, I didn't talk about witch hazel, which is an herbal medicine that has been used for a super long time and is still around. And you'll notice in a lot of tux pads, that's what's in there. Witch hazel. Yeah, I've, there's both kinds. I've noticed that. Yeah, there's like Tux cooling pads and there's yeah, Tux yeah. witch hazel. But anyway, uh, witch hazel is sold, to, uh, especially topically, to use for hemorrhoids. And it does have some anti-inflammatory properties that make it useful. Um, so, you know, you can use some witch hazel on your hemorrhoids. What I would always recommend, though, is that if there are lots of other things out there that they will tell you to take orally for hemorrhoids, like herbal supplements orally, I would not take any of those things without talking to a doctor first because right. there are a lot of things that can make your blood thinner and could be dangerous depending on your medical condition. So uh, I think witch hazel topically, that's fine, but I would be really careful before taking anything orally. And in general, just go talk to your doctor. Okay. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. We can't hear you. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks to uh, the taxpayers for letting us use their song, Medicines as the uh the intro and outro of our program um and and i guess the 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 midtro too i know that's not a thing but um if you go to taxpayers.bandcamp.com you can find this song and so many others available for purchase thanks to maximumfun.org network for having us as um part of their uh extended podcasting family um i uh by the way if you're bored this week uh, I'm in a video game with my brothers doing commentary on a, a golf game called 100 Foot Robot Golf. Um, it's on PS4, and you can get it this Tuesday if you're interested in golf or hearing one me talk about one third of a golf match. Then uh, you, you can get it. It's called 100 Foot Robot Golf. Robots play golf in it. There you go. There you go. And uh, I think that's gonna do it for us, Sid. Can we can else? we give a quick shout out to the kids at Carlisle Middle School? Yes, absolutely. We met uh, your teacher, Leslie. Yes, but I don't. You probably don't call her by her first name. Yep, that's probably not appropriate. But you know who I'm talking about because she assigns you this show for extra credit, which is cool. That's very cool. So cool thank you, kids, for listening. Stay in school and love science like i do while we're saying thanks to folks i want to say a quick thank you to candace for the uh the really cool chemical salt shakers thanks to michael from uh uh, michael has a company called delamort and co uh they make a whole lot of different like magnets and different gifts like that he sent us two plague doctor ornaments and there's a human heart bottle opener and all kinds of they're so cool really really cool stuff it's delamort and co and that's d e L L A M O R T E, I believe I'm spelling that correctly. But uh, if you look for Dell Morton Co. on Etsy, you're going to find it there, and they they make really cool stuff. Um, thank you to uh, Kate for sending us the delightful book. John sent us some frame stamps 
from uh, Prince uh, Albert's uh, the, boat the cruise, trip. The boat the, trip where we discovered anaphylaxis. Yeah. And uh, so thank you to everybody for sending that stuff along. You're very sweet. Yeah. Thank you all. Uh, you're all, you're all the best. And thank you to, uh, um, I, I retweeted them, but thanks to uh, Julie and uh, Leslie for the gifts they dropped off to us after the Candlelight Show. Yeah. Thank really you all. You. Okay. That's it. That's the end of the show. That is it. You've got to say your name. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head. All right. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I love forget me not. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them, mostly really stupid stuff, awkward anecdotes, insane tangents. Heartfelt stuff. It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pals. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. It might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you.